0: Is anybody listening? Can anybody hear the crazy they say? Is anybody
1: listening? Hello and welcome to the Collier County Democratic Roundup, the official podcast of the Collier County Democratic Party. I am your host, Jeff Spencer. We're back again for another episode. Wanted to... Uh, talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on here in the in the party here before we get into the panel discussion. Um, today we're going to be talking about a trifecta. We're going to talk a little bit about the state. We're going to talk a little bit about the national and uh, dive into a couple of things happening here in Collier County as well. But before we get into that, here are the updates from the party that you need to know. So first of all, The next DEC meeting time is May 3rd at 6.30 p.m. That is at Democratic headquarters. The DEC meeting is the official meeting of the Collier County Democratic Party, and all Democrats are welcome to that meeting. So I encourage you guys to check it out. It is at headquarters, which is at 600 Goodlit Frank Road here in Naples. So please, if you have the time, come out, check it out, see what we're we're talking about, what we're uh, moving towards, how we're trying to work to get... Collier County moving in the right direction. The Democratic Women's Club of Marco general meeting is on May 9th at 5 p.m. That is at Mackle Park Community Center in Marco Island. So if you're from down that way and uh, you've got some time and want to check out what they're doing, please do so. They're a wonderful organization. They're incredibly, incredibly active, not just in Marco Island, but also all over Collier County, and they do some wonderful things. So please check them out. We also want to make you aware of Leadership Blue 2023. This is the Florida Democratic Party's official statewide uh, get-together retreat where uh, all of the local DECs from all across the state get together and meet. They have trainings. They discuss uh, what's going on in the party, what the next plans are for the next year. Uh, That is happening July 7th through the 9th and uh, it is in Miami at the Fontainebleau Miami Beach Hotel. Uh, So that's a a wonderful event. If you haven't been, it's something to consider going to. It's a a great place to meet fellow Democrats, candidates, different speakers from all around the country. Come down there, and uh, you can really find out what's going on in the party. They also have a gala. The gala is on July the 8th. Tickets are $300 uh, and uh, they typically get really wonderful speakers there. They've had Joe Biden speak there in the past. They've had uh, Cory Booker has come and spoken at, at that event. So they typically get a pretty big name to come down and speak to the event. So it's something to consider. All of that information you can find on the Florida Democratic Party's website. Uh, or you can also find uh, additional information through the Collier County Democratic Party's website. So please consider that. It's a great event to to. Attend and you can really learn about a lot about what's going on in the party. Want to finally make uh, just a couple quick plugs: volunteer opportunities, student voter registration drives. We're doing those here in Collier County. Those are uh, really nice events that happen uh, at the local colleges around town, uh, where you get to show up, try to register uh, students to vote, get them signed up for vote by mail, inform them of where their polling locations is, are, etc. All of that information can be found on our website. Uh, and we need members for the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee to uh, participate in that committee here in Collier County. It's a really important committee. It's our attempt to try to get as many different people in from across the community so that we have as the best representative uh, group of people uh, to inform us on how we should be moving forward in this county. So uh, if, if you want to participate in that committee, I encourage you to do so. Please look at the calendar on our website uh, or on the website mobilized for upcoming meetings. Uh, you can find out how to participate there. The chair of that particular committee is Walter Willie, And as always, I'm going to make an, uh, another ask to, for everyone to become a sustainability donor here for the Collier County Democratic Party. A regular donation for as little as five dollars really goes a long, long ways to us projecting what we're going to need for the month, the year, uh, and going into the next election cycle. So, uh, if we could just get everybody to forego one Starbucks coffee a, a month and donate that to the party, it would go a huge way to allowing us to focus all of our attention not on just keeping the office open, not on just keeping the lights on, but on actively engaging voters every single day. And so I, I encourage everyone to do that. If you go to our website, org, that's call your and On the homepage, there's a button that says Donate. You click on that, and then you click on the become a sustainability donor, which will make that donation recurring, and it will happen monthly. So I encourage everybody to do that. It really helps us out a lot. So that's it. That's all the announcements I have. We'll be right back with the panel discussion. Please note the panel discussion was recorded about a week ago, and since it's recording, Governor DeSantis has signed the abortion ban into law.
0: The Collier County Democratic Party needs your help. Collier County can be difficult at times, but working with a community of like-minded individuals makes it easier. We need volunteers to help us speak up against the censoring of our teachers. We need volunteers to help us stand up for a woman's right to make the medical decisions with her own body. We need volunteers to protect our democracy. Join us by signing up to volunteer at org and click on volunteer. Let's get to work.
1: All right, we're back. We're here. I'm here with Amber and Linda. Amber, Linda and I are all lifelong Floridians. We all have grown up here or lived here since we were 3 or 4 years old. Um you know, we're all Democrats. We've all participated in the party politics over the last number of years. More so, obviously, since Trump's election in 2016. So, welcome back to Amber and Linda. Amber, how are you?
0: I'm doing well.
1: Hello, Linda. How are you?
2: Hi, feeling pretty good tonight.
1: Good, good. Uh, we're gonna bounce around. Uh, this evening talking about a number of different things. It's been a crazy couple weeks and it just feels like it's getting crazier by the minute. Um, we're going to do a little bit of talk on the legislative session. Uh, try to keep that brief. It's it's not all that positive. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on here locally in Collier County. There's been a couple things that have popped up recently and then we'll end with some national talk. Uh, we've got a, a, a really good Outcome in Wisconsin at the Supreme Court race there, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and maybe a little bit about Donald Trump and his uh, fun time at in Manhattan this past week. So um, let's dive right into it. The legislative session continues on here in Florida, and uh, they continue to push through some bills that are uh, not all that great uh, right now. They're they're looking at uh, the six week abortion ban is is up there and moving its way through the senate and house we've got a w- odd little bill about uh, allowing floridians to sue over civil war monuments and confederate statues and uh, there was a late filed election law that came through so guys what do you think is the most uh, dangerous one of these bills coming through at this point
0: well as a as a woman i would i would say anything that restricts my my choice on my own health care is probably the worst thing. Or definitely the worst thing. So that is that's the most I mean, out of all of these insane bills this session, I think that to me is is still by far the worst. And I have no doubt that it's going to be signed in. I would say that followed by the the open carry, which
1: Permanentless carry.
0: Yes. Anybody, anywhere, no training, just carry it around. And, you know, we don't need to know who you are. We don't need to know where you got it. Just do what you're do. What you going to do. We trust you with this deadly weapon.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Even even then, he's getting flack. Ron DeSantis is getting flack from the right because he didn't go far enough with that bill. So goes to show you how off the center... The Republican Party is when you pass a bu- a bill like that, and and he's getting attacked by the right wing of his party because he didn't go to completely open carry, which allowed people to brandish them in plain sight. This is just concealed permitless carry, so right. it's it's crazy. What Linda- are
0: the what are the police? Are is there no discussion from the police unions Ironically- or anything about this? Because I've heard things. That I've heard when they're when they're confronted about and and i'm sure this is selective voices that i'm hearing but there's been discussion is like yeah this doesn't make it easier for us you know now we don't know is uh, which guy is that with the gun is a good guy um it's has that not is that not at all a thing i mean they're just kind of staying rank and file behind one another
1: oh they're they're not staying quiet on it that's for sure they Um, aren't okay uh, the Sheriff's Association came out in favor f- of it, of the state of Florida. Um, <laughs> but what you're hearing in terms of the dissenters within the police force uh, are coming from, obviously, the bigger cities right? Um, and uh, the more liberal areas of, of Florida. But the, uh, the state Sheriff's Association came out in favor of the bill. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, a little depressing to see that because uh, I agree. I don't think it's going to help them do their jobs no, in any way.
0: It's going to make. I mean, yeah, I I can't see how any police officer going into a situation where more people have guns that they're going to want that if they were given that scenario, if they're, you know, if you were in a training, be like, okay, here's a scenario, you go into a situation where one guy has a gun, or you go into the situation where 15 people have guns, and they're shooting indiscriminately you know because one guy is is being the aggressor and they're trying to be good guys with guns you know nope i, I di- or or even it's just a you're at a bar and it's late and people are drunk and people are getting violent and you know
1: yeah it's 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 a difficult one uh to to really come to grips with um linda what do you think do you agree with the 6 week abortion ban being the most dangerous at the moment
2: i i feel like all the bills coming out of the Florida legislature have their own level of, of uh, potential harm that could be done to the Florida citizen. I think, um, sure, women and our reproductive rights, that's definitely under attack. Um, the permitless uh, concealed carry. I mean, you know, but that's our, you know, philosophical difference between Republicans is that I don't necessarily think more guns make anybody safe but um but i i think you can say that in every sector of florida life this these new bills are going to be detrimental i i try and read the descriptions of these bills with an open mind but i i can see pitfalls in just about everything that they're passing so i don't necessarily think that that uh florida citizens are safe in any aspect of their life
1: yeah i mean i i i kind of agree and we should mention that uh, and i i wanted to ask you guys opinion on this uh, the new Florida Democratic Party chair, Nikki Freed, uh, was arrested this week in protesting the six-week abortion ban on the on the steps of, of the Capitol in Tallahassee, along with, uh, I believe it's the minority leader uh, in the Senate, who was also, for the Democrats, was also arrested during this protest. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a, a, a good move or a, a bad move? I don't know that she actually planned it. I think she was just there and happened to get arrested, but I'm curious what, what signal you feel like that sends to the rank and file Democrats here in, in Florida?
2: Well, I think it's just a step, uh, step under what's happening in Tennessee where they're actually ejecting the three uh, democratic representatives there, um, you know, arresting her and making her feel like, I mean, the problem was sitting in a circle with other people singing, um, singing a song. I mean, you can't get any more peaceful than that. And they decided to arrest them. Uh, it, it's, it's a living in a, a DeSantis state where you're just not safe to do anything unless, you know, toe the party line. I, I don't understand how anybody feels like that's okay. And, and truly, can you even imagine if, if, if the situations were reversed? And Christ was in the governor's mansion and he decided to arrest uh, Republican representatives. I-, I mean, just can you imagine the controversy that would ensue? I mean, just look at the con look at how much they're
0: complaining about the January 6th people who were arrested for breaking into a federal building and like damaging it. I mean, this is not just sitting peacefully these were people who were beating up police officers and and they're like oh gosh none of these people should be arrested um you know yet on the other side it's just the it's just hypocrisy and as a as a person who believes in liberal stances i want everybody to have the right to protest if you don't agree with something that's your right as a citizen to be able to go and protest about it i have no problem with that um as long as you're peaceful and uh, that should be allowed so it's a bad sign but i don't think they care because they know they know that we're not going to retaliate in kind with with the same kind of fascist policies
1: yeah i mean i i i i think that you guys are correct on that i i was encouraged i like that nikki freed was out there um oh, protesting yeah. i, I, I like like think it was good
2: oh i thought she looked great and by the way she looks super hot arrested. <laughs> let us be clear about that girlfriend never looks better okay so hey if she's going to be the poster child of you know democrats getting you know thrown into jail she looked really good doing hey
1: that. john lewis got arrested doing for stuff and he he said uh, you know always go for good trouble that's that's exactly. what you want to do so yeah. um,
2: hashtag nikki freed hashtag good trouble
1: yep i think get that going. i think that she's uh she's on the right path in in terms of what the democratic party has to do here because i i really think that the, the the message the democratic party here in the state of florida is going to have to send especially with a with a governor like desantis is they're going to have to stand up and fight and they're going to have to be willing to throw some punches, uh, verbally and metaphorically, to uh, get their point across, get uh, some of these things noticed, and make a you know make make some noise about what's going on here. Because unfortunately, there's a supermajority in the legislature currently, and you know they so the Democrats that are elected in the House only can do so much to stop and slow down some of the bills that are moving forward right now. And, um, you, you know, you're going to have to pound the table and make some noise so that you can have some electoral success here in 2024, um, which is going to be even more difficult because DeSantis pushed through some gerrymandering, uh, shortly after the 2020 election, uh, that redrew seats that gained four new seats for the Republicans, uh, during that particular cycle that were formerly, um, democratic seats. So, You know it's going to be tough, but I think she's right on the on the right page in terms of fighting this out in the open. And uh, if she has to get arrested to to draw some attention to it, uh, so be it. So I thought it was a good move for her. Did want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, the federal monuments bill because I just think this one's really really crazy. The bill allows for any Floridian gives them standing to sue. If they feel like they're losing history, I believe was the actual phrase uh, in the bill. And it's just one of these things where, uh, you know, we were talking uh, before the podcast that uh, this is a state government that has gone through and banned the teaching of the 1619 Project, has banned uh, critical race theory in schools, which basically deals with the teaching of history and the teaching of slavery in america and then in the very next session they're passing a bill that says you can sue if you feel like your history is being lost when so we're only talking about one type of history here which is the confederate history because if you talk about the other side of the confederacy which was slavery that's bad and we can't talk about that. That should be banned. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that.
2: Well, Jeff, can it can it safely be said that if someone can sue if we want to take down a Confederate monument, we can sue if they want to whitewash the Rosa Park story? Or are they are they uh writing the legislature so that it only goes one way?
1: I don't believe. I think they're not thinking about this uh fully. It says In a 6-2 party line vote, the Republican-controlled Community Affairs Committee on Wednesday backed the bill, which is uh, Senate Bill 1096, which would give standing to people to file lawsuits if they believe they have lost history or the ability to teach about the past because of monuments being removed or relocated or because the structures were not protected from damage. That is uh, the bill. So.
0: So are they getting around it based on the that there has to be a structure in place that
2: Yeah, that's what kind of what
0: it sounds like. versus just I mean, I love that lost history. Like are you are are they Are you kidding me?
1: Are they referencing the lost cause here in a kind of not so subtle way?
0: None of this is subtle. I mean, it's like this stuff used to be subtle. It's not subtle anymore when you when you get down to these things like okay, who are the people that you are trying to not learn about? in all of these bills, who is it?
2: Can I tell you guys something that was very, very interesting now that I think about it? Seventh grade, here in the state of Florida, in Miami, where I grew up, at our Vita Junior High School, I had two history teachers. It was two gentlemen that taught us American history. And really unprecedented, we spent a whole semester talking about the Civil War notes and notes and notes of it and what they purported now which is just radical imagine if this is you know i I mean this is actually what the santas want so these guys would be winning the golden apples all over the place but we, we had a whole semester teaching the civil war they basically said that the civil war was not about slavery. You heard it right here guys? Really? It was not about slavery. It was about so many other issues kids I want you to know is about so many other issues. And they literally broke down battles and they talked to us about how many people died and they brought in civil war memorabilia and all this other stuff that I mean not once did they actually talk about the reasons that led up to the war or you know any of really the true history about it a whole semester years and years of teaching students this so I don't actually even know what DeSantis is upset about because I actually never learned any of their stuff when I was going to school I, I literally went <laughs> kindergarten to 12th grade and there's so much stuff I was never even taught I'm a product of the school system I don't even know what these are and when I get into discussions with people I'm like what are you even talking about you didn't learn anything Anything that could potentially put a dent in your white fragility. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all products of the school system. What do, what do you guys think about it?
1: I, I Look, I, I, the Florida school system, or at least the, the elementary through 12th grade, was not, in my view, isn't the, the best school system in the country. You know, we're not leading the charge here on, on teaching things in schools. And uh, he's making it a lot dif- lot more difficult, and uh, there's funding going to be moved away and all sorts of things. But uh, let's not linger too long on the uh, legislative session. We spent an entire podcast last time talking about all of it. Uh, let's move on to uh, Collier County here, which uh, is remarkably redder than the legislature up in uh, Tallahassee. Uh, everybody that that is elected is a Republican. Um, but I did want to talk about a couple things that happened uh, over the last couple weeks. Uh, the number one is uh, Jennifer Edwards, who is our supervisor of elections. She has decided to retire and step down after about 23 years. She's a Republican. Um, but I must say that uh, in my dealings with her as vice chair and uh, and how she decided to run elections and the stuff that we did from a supervisor of election standpoint, um, I thought she did a fantastic job as she was here. She ran a very fair election cycle. Uh, She stood up and signed on to the letter uh, that the supervisors sent last uh, year, last election cycle, speaking up against the DeSantis and the Florida legislature's bill that changed the Florida election law. So she's been outspoken about it, and I think she's been pretty fair about it. She's had a lot of struggles recently with uh, some of the crazier elements of the Republican Party coming in and accusing her, a Republican, of rigging the election and stealing votes for for the Democrats, and so I suspect that uh, that, that has something to do with it. She, I don't think she'll ever admit that publicly, but I, I have a, a sneaky suspicion that that would play a part in it. So, guys, what do you think about uh, Jennifer Edwards stepping down, and, and what do you guys think about the possibility of a crazier person possibly taking that role?
2: I, I've never had a problem with Jennifer Edwards. I think she runs a very transparent office. I've told this to people who have complained or have, have fallen for the, the narrative that the former administration tried to purport. You, know, you can go there. And, and I think this is what people don't understand. You can go there. You can meet with Jennifer Edwards. You can meet with her deputies. You can have any type of discussion you want with them. You can have tours of the facility, um, see how things are done, uh, you know, it can't be more, it cannot be more transparent of a process.
0: Yeah, it just, to me, it just, uh, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't been involved as much as you have, but I have been a poll watcher for multiple elections. And, you know, you see the process from the inside out. And it, you know, the, the, the chance of of rigging elections is just <laughs> infinitesimal, basically. But I'm just more thinking about, like, as a as a Democrat, as a liberal, and that she is a Republican, just showing that it shouldn't matter. Like, you can do your job, whatever you are, and you should do it for all the people. And I think that's what, we sadly, we've been lacking in politics recently, is that you say, oh, well, they're Republicans, so they're only going to look out for, for them. And it's like, you know, it doesn't need to be like that. Everybody should have... A job, and I don't care what your political leanings are. Um, just do your job and do it for everybody. And uh, as long as the person who fills her shoes is does that, I will be happy. I mean, in this county, there are some scary factions that are definitely very right leaning, and I'm sure they're going to try and get their little hands on into this. So I'm hoping they. Like we used to do, pick somebody qualified. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Just pick somebody qualified that's going to do the job.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And Jennifer has always been wonderfully uh, uh, responsive to the Democratic Party here. She's come and spoken to the Democratic Party repeatedly at our some of our monthly meetings. Uh, she's come on this podcast. She was one of the early interviewers interviews that I did when we started the podcast. So I'd encourage everybody to go back and check that out. If you want to hear uh, that interview, that was, uh, probably episode two or three, uh, where she came on and we, we spoke about the election, uh, coming up and this was in 2020. So I think she's been, uh, really good. And I, and I actually, um, wish her well. Uh, I honestly, I, I would hope t- that she would just hang on for as long as possible. Cause I, I kind of, uh, worry a little bit about what the Republican Party is going to try to put forward uh, for her replacement, um, especially when they're accusing her, someone who's been a Republican for her entire life and served them for 20 years as the uh, supervisor of elections here, and they accuse her of rigging elections and stealing votes, it uh, seems to be, it worries me a little bit about who do they need to put in to uh, justify or make people believe that uh, that they're not you know, working against them, especially in an election where DeSantis won by 20 points or so. So, Jennifer Edwards, good luck. I hope you enjoy retirement, and uh, put in a good word for a sane replacement, please. Maybe they will listen to you.
0: We at the Collier County Democratic Party are a completely self-funded organization, we do not receive any money from the Florida Democratic Party or the Democratic National Committee. We survive and thrive on donations from local Democrats like you. Each and every dollar goes to activities here in Collier County to amplify your voice and speak up for what we believe. Go to org and click on the Donate button. We thank you for your support.
1: The other... Uh, item that happened uh, here had to do with uh, pride. Call your pride. Um, this was, uh, uh, I guess, not surprising because nothing's surprising anymore. But uh, call your pride uh, was approved uh, originally by the Naples City Council. Pride uh, happens every year uh, down in Cambier Park, and it's happened in previous years. Uh, this year, it was approved again, uh, but then shortly after that, it became uh, an issue again in which they now moved the uh, drag show that had been a part of the Naples Pride every uh, every year. Now it's being forced inside uh, due to, uh, I guess, complaints from the, again, right wing of the party saying that they, they didn't want that out there. What do you guys think about that?
2: Well, I can't swear on this podcast. So I love Pride. I've taken my kids to Pride. I have... Pictures of my kid with these it, kids with, with these incredibly and wonderfully talented drag performers. And, um, you know, I'll keep on doing it. You know, I, I can't even stand the vitriol, the, the negativeness surrounding the LGBTQ who literally have never done anything to anyone here in this gosh darn county.
0: Oh, Naples Pride uh, after Hurricane Ian, they were one of the the main organizers in the county of getting meals and help to people. Um I in, a, in my neighborhood which had di- had a lot of damage, they were there with tents and uh giving out food. So I I mean, not just not just because I support them on on other levels. I mean, it's just like they're a, they are a, a an asset to our community. Um, regardless. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like growing up in the 90s. You had like RuPaul's drag shows and like all this stuff I felt was normalized and uh, just didn't, it didn't seem like it mattered. And that we've gone back to this, like it's, it feels, I don't know, it feels like we're in in this weird movie where we've somehow gone back into, I don't know, like, or we've gone to like Footloose times or something like, you know, no dancing here. It's just, and everybody else is looking at it like, that's crazy. Like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Why can't, why can't men just wear dresses and sing and dance who cares yeah. like who cares
1: it doesn't make any who sense who
0: cares
1: well i'll tell you who cares stop naples drag was the group that oh. uh protested at the city council workshop uh originally pride uh passed the vote to continue the first time on march 1st with a five uh, two vote uh and was put through like every other year um, but then there was this protest by Stop Naples Drag, and actually the mayor, uh, Heitman, Mayor Heitman, uh, flipped her vote. Uh, but it still passed for Pride to continue at a four-three vote. But they decided to move the drag fest indoors, and allegedly they said that it's not a surrender. They moved it indoors for it to be for safety yeah. concerns, which yeah. is like safe. So <laughs> ridiculous. it's it's you know it clearly is a surrender and they're trying to to placate here and and
0: it's it's members of our community are worried about other members of our community committing violence on them for having a celebration that's that should worry anybody i mean it's just hate for hate's sake i don't i don't know how anybody can try to justify this and then i mean you get it's the same people That are screaming parental rights. Oh, parental rights. Well, what if I want to have the right for my kid to, like, have a celebration with drag queens? Who cares? Isn't that my choice as a parent?
1: It absolutely is your choice as a parent, but it's not about parental rights. But
0: no. it's not. It's about their... It's,
1: it's about an agenda that uses yep. parental rights to achieve that agenda. For and the
0: things that they believe in. That you have parental rights for things that we believe in. Not for things like I have... I want the rights to have my kids learn about slavery and real history. That's... But that doesn't matter. It's... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. We've seen it over and over again in our just history and you know humanity I guess is just the the hatred of others and it's never a good look ne- look back in history nobody's ever like yay for those people who were who were hating on other people like nobody's applauding that
2: it, they're, they're unless you're
1: they- hating on Nazis but I mean
2: it- <laughs> all right yeah okay <laughs> yeah those guys are bad
1: those guys are pretty bad.
2: So, hey, I just went, I just went to the StopNaplesDrag.com website, and it says that the person who started this and who's gathering all these signatures, who, I guess, gathered all these signatures because he's been successful in his efforts to, uh, you know, move this, this uh, show indoors is uh, Councilman Terry Hutchinson, who says here on the website was, the ol- was one of the only members to vote no to this public drag show and, uh, and tried to stop this. And I quote, inappropriate display of unadulterated wokeness. You heard that right, friends. Oh my god. So yeah, now he's gathering signatures from like-minded conservatives who agree that sexual content has no place in the streets of our town. If you agree, sign this petition together. We will fight back against the madness. I feel like then maybe we should uh I don't know. I mean we could take this all the way. I personally would love to not see the boobs of all the cougars here that go to find their guys in Mercado. Like I, I would, I would, I would really. I'm going to start my own Stop petition. Stop
1: the madness.
2: Stop <laughs> That's Naples cougars from all their unad- unadulterated sexualness coming at me hot every time I go out anywhere. You know, I I think I'm going to do that, guys. Yeah. See, so, I mean, we can take this, we
1: can take this anywhere we want. Yeah. I think, uh, it's just another example of, of, you know, this, this attempt to, um, kind of legislate someone's morals or what they believe to be a moral position, uh, and force other people to, to live to their standards. And that's, you know, something we've been kind of fighting for and, and, for the last hundred years, I, I would say, from ever since uh, women reaching out to get the their right to vote to uh, African-Americans and the civil rights movement and uh, the sexual liberation and then moving on into uh, modern day uh, with uh, gay and trans rights uh, and that whole that – that's been the kind of general arc of America over the last hundred years is to give more and more people more and more rights and to allow them to live their life how they choose to see – fit and i don't see why we there should be any reason for anybody to go back on that if you don't want to watch the drag show don't show up to go watch the drag show i don't really understand what the risk is it's it's been approved you don't need to go up you don't need to go there and watch it just move on i you know raise your children the way you want to raise your children i you know
2: I know, right? You, we could just go. We could just go on and on.
1: We could moving on from uh, the city council, Naples City Council, and their wonderful
2: uh, hate agenda.
1: Uh, agenda and what they're uh, moving forward uh, with. Let's talk about the Collier County Commissioners, who they brought up a doozy and passed one for us. The Health Freedom Ordinance uh, that they passed last week. The main points of this particular uh, ordinance that they passed was. Had to do with uh, COVID 19, the the bugaboo. Uh, COVID 19 vaccine documentation is prohibited. Uh, a business may not require patrons to provide any documentation. Private employer vaccine mandates are prohibited. Collier County shall not impose any vaccine mandates. Collier County shall not impose any mask mandates. Collier County shall not require a vaccine passport. Collier County adopts the entirety of the Florida Patient Bill of Rights and Responsibilities to the extent not inconsistent with Florida law. Violation of ordinance shall be punishable in the event of ordinance conflicts with state or federal law, state or federal law apply, and so so on and so forth. So basically, once again, uh, another wonderful, pointless piece of legislation that does not add any value to any citizen here in Collier County whatsoever. Freedom, Jeff. Freedom. None of this was being required. I know. It's not a thing. That's what is so frustrating. But it'll
0: be ready for the next pandemic and then they can just not wear their masks or do anything and then just, I don't know.
1: Again, many, many things were, were stated at this particular uh, oh. city council meeting. I don't I'm don't. Really... <laughs> sure it was a
0: bastion of scientific.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, the science was running. F- was was the, <laughs> the science cup overfloweth with uh with information um it you know this is just yet yet another uh, example of just this kind of politics of it's a performative politics in which they're not really actively governing they're not doing anything war.
0: culture war
1: not doing anything to help call your county citizens whatsoever yeah just just a crazy 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 thing to to focus on right now with everything going on in the country
2: and it, so is the the um the language in is only for covid because i mean the next pandemic this is this will be moot <laughs> well i mean the thing is though this this ordinance, it only it only says COVID on it. So for the next pandemic that comes across, it's going to have a different name. So they're going to have to meet really really quick to try and put that new virus yeah, into just, just the cut and paste, messaging. Linda. Cut and paste.
1: Well, let's end let's end uh, the topic on a little bit more upbeat note. Supreme Court in Wisconsin uh, had an election, and uh, the winner was uh, the progressive uh, candidate and she didn't just win by a a little bit. She won by a lot. She won by 11, 12 points. And, uh, a lot of people around the country are, are looking at this as, uh, really showing the way for 2024 or harbinger of things to come. And it was just really, really nice to see that, uh, somewhere, uh, sanity reigns a little bit and, uh, and we can take a little solace in what's going on in other parts of the country.
0: Yeah, and I mean, from what I had read, it's not, it wasn't necessarily just a, you know, Democrat versus Republican kind of a race. The guy who was up for this was in in the little, in the cuckoo crazy town area of the Republican Party. Um, A growing segment of the Republican (laughs) Party. A growing segment of the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, So that is that yeah that was really good because i know there were some people concerned about it and it was
1: to give you an example of what uh, of of why it was so important not just uh, well first let's talk about just the state of wisconsin that they have consistently voted democratic the i think the last time uh, in 2022 they voted about 53 percent Democratic. so fifty three percent of the vote was Democratic. They only control thirty two percent of the legislative seats in Wisconsin. and that's due to just really draconian uh, gerrymandering of the of the seats and and so this has been uh, an ongoing uh, thing for them, but gaining this seat, uh, the the liberals, uh, now have the majority in the Supreme Court. so it means that these heavily gerrymandered districts can be redrawn, can be looked at. Um, it means uh, that that any type of laws concerning uh, abortion in Wisconsin are going to be up for review. Uh, so it's a big big deal uh, in that particular uh, state and it can have impacts in 2024. Um, that's the local that's the statewide uh, view of it for for Wisconsin uh, nationally people are looking at it because the campaign was largely run on the Dobbs decision on Roe v Wade and that argument about what uh, how much rights do women should women have when it comes to their body and it seems to be a consistent theme that, politicians that pursue a very restrictive abortion agenda tend to not do well in elections the populace across the country in Kansas and Wisconsin and all across the country are are rejecting the politics of anti-abortion sentiment so it's something that uh, people you know democrats are taking heart in that we can continue to run on this run on the on the stance of of the dobbs decision uh, and it's something that uh, I think we can all uh, look forward to in 2024 and how we run uh, here in the state of Florida. Linda, do you have any comments on Wisconsin?
2: I do. I was so happy for Wisconsin. I ordered a cheese hat, cheese head hat <laughs> from Amazon that I'm just going to parade around my house. Did you really? So oh. jazzed for them. No, I really didn't. Oh,
1: you st- God, I wish you I did.
2: It. I know. I wish I did too. It just came to me. I wish I would have just done it before the podcast, but no. Um, But so I was actually listening to the Hacks on Tap episode today where they um, were talking about that. And um, Mike Murphy, our favorite Republican political consultant, um, you know, was was a little dour about the results because he basically said that, um, you know, the 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 Republican who was running, Dan Kelly, he was just so, I mean, he really is a disgusting human. And, you know, he said all the quiet words out loud. And, he, you know, he's basically saying for Democrats not to get too excited about this victory because, should the Republicans decide to, you know, actually start picking their candidates, um, you know, with better guidelines other than MAGA crazy. Uh, that you know we're in for for you know tighter races moving forward but I I you know I I think I don't really I really don't really agree with that because and because the MAGA thing isn't going away and you know they're they're still so popular I just really truly believe that Wisconsin just didn't want to go back to the dark ages like, you know, all the other states that are, are passing these draconian laws.
1: Yeah, I don't, I agree with you. I, I think that I, I and I, I've listened to that same episode and I've listened to a bunch of episodes. If you, if you guys haven't listened to uh, Hacks on Tap, I really recommend it. It's a great uh, podcast. But um, Mike Murphy has been saying this now for, I feel like, six years. And I've been listening to him say how the Republican Party is just a, few more steps away from getting all of this crazy corralled in and it's going to go back to normal and he's been wrong on every single count all the time and I and I I just don't I'm right there with you Linda I don't think that we uh, can uh, count on the Republican Party saving (laughs) saving themselves from themselves they continue to put forward these awful candidates and the reason why they do so is because the primary voters want them that is who they are electing they're voting for them so it
2: absolutely i, I think gibbs said the same thing it was a kind of a contentious moment i thought
1: and i and i would argue that you're, you i think you're seeing it here in collier county too from a vote share standpoint i mean i i would say that from a registration standpoint i noticed this the other day Traditionally, here in Collier County, it's a 50 25 25 split. So basically, there's 50% of registered voters here in Collier County are Republican, 25% are Democrat, 25% are MPA. And um, as new people come into the county, those start to slowly increase proportionally. What I've noticed, though, right now is that the, the numbers of independents have gone up dramatically. So now, What used to be a 50,000 to 50,000, Democrats 50,000, independents 50,000. Now it's 50,000 Democrats and about 75,000 independents. That's a huge jump. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a huge jump. And I would argue that the most of that is due to Republicans peeling off and going to independents because of what's going on in the party. And so when that happens, when you peel off in a state like Florida— where you have to be registered as a Republican, you then can't vote in the primary. And so what's happening in all these states is these sane Republicans, the ones that don't want these people being elected, are peeling away from the party and becoming independents. And what's left in the Republican Party to vote in these primaries are the MAGA hardcore crazies. And they're going for these people who are articulating stop the steal, and strict abortion bans with no exceptions for rape or incest or even the health of the mother. I mean, just really draconian stuff. And when those candidates get on the ballot, normal people reject it. They go, this is crazy, which it is. And so I, I think that if this continues, the trend continues, and I don't see anything that suggests that it's going to change – Democrats are going to continue to have uh, a rallying cry to kind of protect democracy and protect the normal functioning role of government from people who are going absolutely nuts. All right. Do you guys want to do a positivity moment of positivity? Do we want to try to do that? Do you guys have any moments of positivity? Did
0: Were we going to mention the
1: what did I leave out?
0: Indictment.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> And I left out the most important, not the most important, but the most kind of. Not
0: most important. I don't but... want to say
1: it's fun, but it kind of feels fun. Uh, the indictment of the former president Donald Trump. <laughs> it kind
2: of uh, feels fun. It kind of feels fun.
1: Somebody who has overtly <laughs> broken the law and flouted it for flaunted it and flouted it for so many years. It. Uh, finally, had to walk into a. Courtroom and sit down and and be told that he's being charged with a crime. I, I just not
0: a crime. What thirty four counts?
1: Yeah, thirty four counts, and this is just the first indictment. Yeah. Although it was, I, I do have to say, you know, for the, the media overhyped it, and, of and, and as they always do, because it was a ratings bonanza. You know, yeah. blah, blah blah blah. But even though they did, I just want to just kind of settle in on something. I mean, this is historic. He's the yes. first. President in the former history, president. F- or president, pr- president or former president, oh, okay. to ever be indicted. I thought
0: Nixon was indicted. No, Nixon no. was never indicted. Okay, Nixon, was,
1: he... Nixon was, Nixon was no, he was pardoned by right, Ford. Right. They they were thinking about it, and then Ford pardoned him. Um, we've had a vice president indicted. Yes. Uh, Agnew. Well, not only Agnew, but also Aaron Burr was also indicted. Right. For, um but we've never had a president uh, indicted. So it is an extremely historical event. Um, and so it deserved to be covered. Uh, it's just, as we all know, Donald Trump kind of feeds on these things and uses them for to his advantage. So it kind of had a bittersweet I don't quality know if, to it. I
0: don't know if getting arrested on 34 counts of business fraud is ever an advantage. Sure, they're going to use it. They're going to raise some money off of it. But in the grand scheme of things, if he would have chose, do I get arrested or do I not get arrested? He's going to choose not get arrested. Really? <laughs> yes.
1: I don't know. Donald Trump is. Uh, I think so. He's an. Oh, odd I bird. think
0: he's sweating this stuff. Oh, I don't know.
1: I don't know if he's sweat. Well, he sweats a lot, so I don't know if it, <laughs> that's true. He sweats a lot of normal. things. Uh, it's his post uh, post Big Mac sweat. Um, but uh, you know, I uh, I thought it was kind of fun. I was just happy there was no big riot. That was my big like. I mean, <laughs> the last time he he was upset about uh, something, he freaking almost burned down the capitol building so i mean i I was kind of just thrilled that (laughs) nothing happened i was like oh this was so it's kind of fun
0: no i'm generally any powerful person that has gotten away with crimes for decades upon decades and then has to face some justice whether you're republican or democrat i'm generally for that i'm i'm good with that
1: i'm i'm generally for upholding the law
0: yeah I'm sure. I'm for that.
1: Regardless of Absolutely. your political party, yep. if you broke the law and you yep. you got to go to jail. You know, go in and front of a court. you know go. all this f- I mean. Well, let's not forget he's got th- uh, I think 3 or 4 other investigations going on currently that he faces he could be facing indictment. The most serious probably being the one in Georgia uh where he there are tapes of him asking for the supervisor of elections a of that state uh raffensperger who is a uh republican yeah uh, they all republicans to uh to find him find him some votes and uh that that um yeah that that's probably not gonna uh uh play too well either i you know it, so that was a that was a i don't want to say it was again it wasn't positive I, but it was it was kind of fun to to watch him have <laughs> I was to not displaced uh to go through there. His, his speech you know, afterwards to, was nutso, though.
2: No, he didn't do himself any favors. Absolutely not. I, I just, you know, I, I... His thwarting of the rule of law has just been so egregious during his, before his presidency, during his presidency, and then post-presidency... It it was amazing to us the run up to the election because, you know, it's not like Trump had not been a public figure for his whole life. So the paper trail for his malfeasance in the business world was very well known. You know, his his treatment of women was very well known, but he still got elected anyways. And, and all of this, just negativity and thwarting of the rule of law throughout his presidency, just continued unabated. And we talked about it ad nauseum. When will it be his due? When will you know? When will he meet the piper? You know? And I feel like for a lot of us, there's still yes, we're we're concerned about how if this case is strong enough, or you know, will will this kind of hurt. Our, our republic, or, you know, will it help it by teaching people and children and, you know, little farm animals that people <laughs> will be held accountable when they break the law? You know, the jury's still out on that. But, you know, for a moment, as as a card-carrying Democrat, I was happy that he walked into that courtroom and had to actually feel a little bit of, of you know, the process the jurisprudence of our
1: country and that's our show thank you to everybody for clicking on please remember to rate us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts like us on instagram facebook and twitter until next time so long